passing live this life, but son, we don't see shade. She caught my eye, man, make my wife. I know she wanna be saved. everybody to a new episode of under the lights i am john dodaro i am joined with carlin jacob as always and hello youtube as well when this uploads on youtube hello to everybody watching us watching our faces if you are watching on youtube right now it should drop on wednesday this is dropping on a tuesday so for the youtube people hello but we got a big under the lights today probably not as big as last week we had a lot of topics last week we still have a good amount of topics this week some more coach updates in the nfl some little back and forth one coach did we'll cover all of it some nba news as the all-star break comes very close the nhl all-star break already happened so we'll talk about that for a little bit Uh, and there's some other news in the sports world as well we will cover all of it within the next hour so carlin first episode for inside the dome of the week how are you doing buddy is it the first episode of february too it might be it might be for inside the dome it might be crazy hey happy february everybody february Uh, we got a lot this february oh yeah we got a lot lot of you this month i do get to see you this month middle of the month we're seeing drake Shout out to be on the dome uh, this week, yes. getting a special episode. But make sure you stay tuned for the whole episode because we will talk about that. But yeah, there's a lot that's happened around in the sports world. Obviously, like John said, uh, NBA All Star Game uh, is coming up. NHL All Star Break just happened. Pro Bowl just happened, which we'll talk about, and then a bunch of NFL news as well, and a couple other sports news as well. But I think we should get right into it, John. Yes, let's get right into it. We'll start with the NFL, as always. Some head coaching updates. This one happened right after we did our last Under the Lights episode, so I had to include it into this week's Under the Lights. So, the Seahawks found their new head coach. They are replacing Pete Carroll with the youngest head coach now in the NFL, Mike McDonald, who was the Ravens' defensive coordinator He is now the head coach for the Seattle Seahawks. And I remember when we had Josh from the next network on and he was praying that the Ravens would not lose Mike McDonald, but it has happened. It has happened. Thoughts on that. Hey, I mean, he did wonders to Baltimore with that defense. That defense kind of collapsed at the end of the year in that AFC Championship game. Though, they only did hold Patrick Mahomes like 20-something points it was. Do you remember the final score? They did very good, especially in the second half, I would say, of that game. Yeah, but it's going to hurt a lot. That defense is going to lose a lot of key people to free agency. And it's it's just not going to be well for them. It's really not. Yeah, the Ravens. As a Steelers fan, I love that. Don't get me wrong. But as an NFL perspective fan, like, it, it just shows how much this year was the Ravens' year. Now, who knows? Yeah. The Ravens could go sign a great defense coordinator and get a keep half their defense and get a fantastic defense and run it back again next year. 
I yeah. just don't see that happening. But the Seahawks get a great coach, um, great defensive mind. I feel like that's what Seattle's always known for uh, with the Legion of Boom, obviously, a couple years ago when they won the Super Bowl. Killed the Peyton Manning and the Broncos. Um, and then they went to the Super Bowl against Tom Brady and Russell Wilson threw it. We will never forget that game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like this is the right direction. Um, though, I, Seattle still has a couple questions. Is Gino going to be your long-term guy? Um, uh, probably he's still under contract for a while, so they can still roll with him because they extended him after last offseason. So they can still roll with him for a couple years if they want to. But you mentioned the Ravens' defensive coordinator. That was filled. I didn't write it down on our doc. So they hired from within. They hired Zach Orr, who was actually a former player not that long ago. I think he played in like 2014. So they were able to hire from within. But they lost another person on their defensive staff, Anthony Weaver. They lost him, and the Miami Dolphins got him as their new defensive coordinator so a little shuffling for the ravens coaching positions but the seahawks got mike mcdonald like carlin said i think the questions will be a quarterback whether gino's the long-term answer maybe they draft michael Penix in the draft somebody like that but it's a great hire it is a great hire one of the best defensive minds in the league right now he just did a fantastic job most sacks Given uh, it was like total turnovers, turn, blah, ter- total turnovers, they let in multiple statistics for defense. So, incredible job, Mike McDonald. That he made guys like Jadavion Clowney and uh, Kyle Van Noy look good too, old veterans. So, great hire for Seattle, and also the final head coaching position was also filled. So every head coaching position has been filled in the NFL. The next one was going to be Ben Johnson. It was going to be Ben Johnson almost for the Commanders. And he backed out and he decided to stay with Detroit. We covered that last week. So they have officially hired Dan Quinn to be the new head coach of the Commanders. Dan Quinn obviously was the head coach for Atlanta for multiple years. He was the man behind the 28-3, and he's been the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys for the past couple seasons, and now he gets another head coaching job. I'm just going to ask you right out of the gate, what did you think of them hiring Dan Quinn? What was your first reaction? I feel like Seattle would have been a better fit for Dan Quinn. Yeah. I feel like either way, like if – the commanders hired, uh, sorry, Mike McDonald. I feel like I would have said the same thing about the Seahawks saying Mike McDonald instead of Dan Quinn. Like, it, it's the same thing. Like, anyone who's going to Washington's got a lot to do in Washington. Uh, Washington obviously has a second round ball pick. Uh, it depends if the Bears decide to stay with Justin Fields or go with Caleb Williams. They obviously need a quarterback. Um, and Dan Quinn's going to hopefully help them build the future. Though my one concern, I have two concerns with them. Let's start with the good, though, real quick. The good, though, is how Dallas's defense has done the past two years. Or the years under Dan Quinn. They have been a great defense, always have been. The bad. The bad. 28-3. to 3, And the collapse in 
the NFC wild card. Yeah. That was bad. I mean, granted, Very Jordan bad. Love played great against San Fran's defense. Don't get me wrong. I think Jordan Love is going to be the next big superstar in the NFC. But, yeah, it's it's not looking good. But he somehow got a coaching job, and he's got a lot to do. Like I said, he has a lot. I would love to see the commanders turn around and not have Dallas or Philly be the big dog in the division anymore, but I don't see it. I kind of see it as the Ron Rivera thing, just like it's slowly going to fly under the radar. No one's going to know about him and be like, one day he's going to get fired. Because here's the thing. I think you could say the same thing about Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera mm-hmm. did a eh, job. He didn't do anything, essentially. Um yeah. And I honestly always forgot he was a head coach at the Commanders, and then he got fired. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about him. And I have the same thing feeling that uh, it's going to happen with Dan Quinn as well. Everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, Dan Quinn. But they got a new head coach. So I'm kind of hoping things go well in Washington, but I'm not like, yeah, this is the best move now. Like, Ben Johnson would have been the best move. And like we said last week, last thing, I get what Ben Johnson wanted was a lot, but you saw how he did in Detroit. If he goes and wins Detroit to Super Bowl and things don't work with Dan Quinn, I wouldn't mind getting rid of Dan Quinn and going for Ben Johnson again. Yeah. I mean, you see how some head coaches get fired after one season, like Frank Reich. He was getting a second chance, and he was fired after one season. So some of these guys who have been a head coach before and get second chances. Sometimes they're out year one, but it's not a bad hire. I think Dan Quinn is a good coach for the players. I think he's a good player coach. And yeah, I think you could see that through his time with Dallas. And he has been able to build some good staffs as well. Kyle Shanahan was on his staff at one point. So it's not the worst hire. In the world, obviously, Ben Johnson would have been nice, but there was some drama with all that. We won't really talk about it much, but I don't know. I don't know how much of an upgrade it is from Ron Rivera, and Ron Rivera might actually be looking to be a defensive coordinator again. Cowboys are searching as we speak, so I think he was going to interview with the Cowboys. It'd be very funny if they swapped uh, Dan Quinn (laughs) and... Uh, Ron Rivera, that'd be funny. But before we get into the other news with the Commanders, because there was more news with them, just with the head coaching being done, two names that are not head coaches and do not have positions right now, Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel are not head coaches. Does that surprise you that both of them or either of them are not head coach? Bill doesn't surprise me. Um, just because he's older and he has a different type of play style. But if a coach were to get fired midseason, I mean, he could step in. I mean, he's not going to know the play calls. He's not going to know any of that. But at least he can try to help the team out. I mean, granted, game's changing, which is what the issue is. Uh, Don Brady was like the last person mainly who sits in the pocket as a pocket passer. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is too, but we didn't see Rodgers this season. Everyone else scrambles or goes an RPO. Um, I know, uh, I know, people pass in the pocket, but all these guys are young now. Essentially, they're going to run, and that's not what Belichick did. It was a pocket game. Vrabel, I'm more shocked about. I thought Vrabel would have gone to Seattle or something, dude. I really did. I think he's a great head coach, and he's a great players guy. 
Um, I I honestly don't know what they're going to do about him. I would love to see him be a head coach again, but there was nowhere for him to go except Seattle or commanders. And I think a lot of people didn't want to go to Washington. Like everyone talked about how bad the Panthers are, but I would rather go to Carolina than Washington because I feel like Washington's a lot worse. In my personal opinion. I agree. I think it's not an ideal spot, but I think you summed it up perfectly in a way. I think Bill Belichick, I would not hire him over some of the other guys. Maybe, I mean, you look at the Falcons and Bill Belichick was heavily rumored there and they ended up going with Raheem Morris. I don't know if that really is an upgrade over Bill Belichick, but Mike Vrabel surprises me. I thought he could have easily been with the commanders or even the Panthers or a team like that. So I would say, though, if a coach is fired midseason and they don't want to hire from within and they just want to bring in a big name, I could see a guy like Mike Vrabel be hired midseason. And you even look at Dallas. We were surprised that Mike McCarthy wasn't fired. If he is gone after this season, Bill Belichick or Mike Vrabel would be right there in a great, head coaching position so that is something to consider but it is a shame though that the two of them didn't get especially variable there was like a story like some people were intimidated by his size i don't know if you read about that but i don't know like his big nature there was like a story i was reading that some people were intimidated but that's kind of stupid so i don't want to talk about much but mike mike variable deserves a job somewhere he definitely does and Just a quick recap, just looking at some of the head coaches that happened. Jared Mayo was a surprise. He was with, he's now with the Patriots. They hired from within. Raheem Morris, I mentioned. Jim Harbaugh was hired to Dave Canales for the Panthers. That was a gamble one. So Mike McDonald was another one too. So some interesting hires. Some guys with less experience than others. If Harbaugh wasn't hired, either Vrabel or uh, Belichick would have gone to the Chargers. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that would have been a good opening right there. I don't know how Harbaugh is going to do. I I don't know. Mm, I think he's going to do pretty well. I think it's going to be hard with that division, though, with Kansas City. I, what I want yeah. is them to battle back and forth every year for the division. Yeah. Yeah, but, it'll be good ratings, though. It'll be good ratings. Harbaugh versus Harbaugh will probably do wonders for the NFL. But some other news that happened with the coach updates. No more head coach updates. Cliff Kingsbury had himself a week. I had to update this multiple times because he kept changing his mind on me. So near the beginning of the week, the Raiders hired Cliff Kingsbury as their new offensive coordinator. So I wrote that down. Yep. Cliff Kingsbury, good hire there for the Raiders. Has some experience. He did well. Maybe not as a head coach with Arizona, but Arizona's offense was good. So not a bad hire. Could maybe help whoever the Raiders get for quarterback. But then he decides to leave. He backed out of that deal. Or maybe they didn't sign it, but he backed out of it. And then just recently, he has decided to sign with the commanders so he will join dan quinn in washington your thoughts on cliff kingsbury jumping around i don't understand why people jump around i want to know why he decided to back out of las vegas 
Uh, but then again, who has the higher pick? I think the commanders have the higher pick. Commanders easily. Yeah. And so he'll, he's going to have some say in who they want. Like, obviously, if Caleb Williams is there, they're going to be like Caleb Williams, which would be great for them. But if they don't, then he might say, hey, we might want Drake May. Hey, we should get Bonix, Michael Penix, whoever he wants. I'm not saying Bonix is going to go second overall. But my point is, whoever he wants is going to be their decision. Um, and I think that's mainly why he decided to switch. Um, but there's, like I said, there's got to be a lot of work to do in Washington. A lot yeah. of work. And he was a, a great head coach for uh, Arizona. They made the playoffs and they, got, and they lost, which was so funny still. Um, yeah, yeah we'll embarrassing. see. It was embarrassing. Cliff Kingsbury's time with Arizona. They had a nice season at one point. They were undefeated for a while, and then they just crumbled miserably. But the Raiders, though, they actually – I didn't write it down, but I just added it. They actually did make a hire at offensive coordinator, and – I don't know if it's a good one. They decided to hire Luke Getze as their offensive coordinator. And let me just say where he was for the past couple of years. He was with Chicago as their offensive coordinator. And a lot of Bears fans hate this man. They wanted him fired. They were very happy when they fired him. They would Luke Getze would call a lot of screens. That would not work. That was one of his staples. And... I remember at one point they did like back-to-back screenplays and then like the second time it was a pick six because they knew it. But Lugetzi has been hired for the Raiders. I think that's a good move. You think that's going to help out the Raiders with their new quarterback? I would love for the Raiders to do like wonders with Lugetzi and the Bears fans just crumble. Because like (laughs) here's the thing. I don't understand the hate behind the Bears. But like like they've been poverty for years. Now, not as bad as the uh, the Browns or anything, but it's been a while since Chicago has had a great team. Uh, and when I saw this news, I said, oh, poor Raiders fans. I don't like it. I don't. They could have done a lot better. They could have hired from college. Yeah. They could have. Could have. We'll get to that. Easily. Easily could have hired from college. I think there was one team that did that I did not write yeah. down, but there is one team. Oh, well, there's something else I'm yeah. thinking of that I didn't write down, but there is one that I did write down. That's probably the last one we talk about for the NFL coach updates. The Packers decided to hire Boston college head coach, Jeff Halfley as their new defensive coordinator. Obviously this position was previously held by Joe Barry, who I have shown my hatred to over the weeks of this podcast, but they decide to hire from college, Boston College head coach Jeff Halfley. So I don't know much about him. I don't know much. We've done talks about Boston College, I believe, during our college football days. I don't think they were bad. I don't remember them much, but I think sometimes it is a risk to hire from the college level. And you look at the Ravens, I think they were a prime example of it working with Todd Munkin. Now, obviously, Todd Munkin had NFL experience before he went back to Georgia. But just hiring somebody from the college level who spent a year or two in college is not always the worst thing to do. And sometimes it works for teams. So, any thoughts with this hire from the Packers? 
Hey, honestly though, they need this because their uh, their old head coach was something. <laughs> uh, Joe Barry, not head coach. I'm so sorry. I'm getting distracted. Their old defensive coordinator was bad. He Very was bad. bad. But he had good flashes at the end of the season. But I think this was the right call. They didn't want to do what they did with Matt Canada. <laughs> did you hear about that? That Matt Canada was interfering with the Raiders or something. I wonder what Matt Canada is doing right now. It's been a while since we've talked about that man. I will say though, I, like I would love for like the Panthers or something to hire him. I would like or someone who needs to think an offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, go down there and be like either prove that he is a great offensive coordinator and it was just the Steelers stink with his <laughs> system, which I don't want, or uh, the whole NFL to realize that he's absolutely horrible. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like the move. I like going down to college. College is the smart move. We saw how it dealt with the Ravens, and I hope this is the right move because the Packers can't be a threat next year in the NFC North against the Lions. Battle of the NFC North, dude. Battle of the NFC North. So that's going to do it for the coach updates for this week. There'll probably be some more next week. Probably not as much, though. I think we've hit the peak of the coach updates. Maybe Joe Barry gets a job somewhere, and we will have to cover it. But the Pro Bowl also happened in the NFL. It was Pro Bowl weekend. And, Carlin, I believe you made a TikTok about it, and that TikTok did very well. So I'm going to kind of hand the Pro Bowl off to you real quick. What did you think about the Pro Bowl and all the games with it? You watched it, right? Some of it I had to go out for dinner. Yeah, okay. So that well. mismatch. The NFC basically <laughs> dominated the games. That's it. And then obviously at the end they had the flag football game the whole time, which I kinda like how they do. You, you your points that you have throughout the whole thing get added to the game. So if you're winning like forty three to six or whatever it is, then it's forty three to six for the football score. And then you play football. I think this is the better variation of the Pro Bowl. Everyone talks about how the old Pro Bowl was better. There's like one clip of Sean Taylor getting like smacking someone. You know, there's nothing really like spectacular ever about the Pro Bowl. I think flag was the way to go. It's more interesting. And yeah, honestly, y'all didn't miss much. Truthfully, I don't think the NFL did a horrible job with promoting it. Did you know the Pro Bowl was on? So it was funny. I believe the game, like the weekend, kind of started on a Thursday. And I'm out with my buddy Lance. Shout out to Lance, as always. He's been on the podcast multiple times. And we're getting food somewhere. And we're just on looking at the TV. And they're doing, like, some skills challenge or some, something on a Thursday. And I'm like, wait, the Pro Bowl's on? Like, the games are on right now? And I was so confused. I did not watch much of it. But so I guess on Sunday, so they were playing flag football and were they doing like other competitions like throughout the flag football game? Was that what was happening? Yeah. So essentially what they did is they played a game of flag football. They played uh, 10 quarter, uh, 10 minutes of it. And then they did uh, a game between every single thing. So they would do something at, they would play their 10 minutes and then they did a, a I can't remember what the first one was, but they did it. Second one, they played the quarter, and then they did the Gridion challenge. And then the third one, they did Madden or something. So essentially, there was a break between everything. It was a nice little way to break it up. 
Um, but the skill of competition is probably the best part about the Pro Bowl now. Like them playing dodgeball was so fun. I love when they play dodgeball. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, and then there was the one clip of Jason Kelsey on the uh, sled bouncing up and down <laughs> as the NFC players are pushing him. Did you see that? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, if you didn't, go check out the TikTok. Yeah, overall, yeah. I think the Pro Bowl should go back to uh, Hawaii. Though they said the stadium is falling apart, which is a who's issue. But like having the Pro Bowl in Hawaii is so much more fun. Like yeah. so much more fun. Like <laughs> I don't know what time is it in Hawaii. Do you know? I would not be able oh, to say what time I... it is. Oh, I'll tell you right now. Hold on. So we are recording this at 8.50. It is currently 3.50 p.m. there. So you can have it start at 5. And that would start yeah. there. Yeah. I I think it's I think it's more fun. Because the players will actually make a vacation of going to Hawaii. Like, who wants to go to Vegas for the Pro Bowl? Like, at least Just this... do it. Do it at Cancun. They love Cancun. Dude, honestly, that would be such a funny joke. <laughs> hey, I know there'd down be there. not many fans, but hey, it's an incentive. Like that's hey, what they said about Hawaii. But like, dude, if I got free Pro Bowl tickets, I'm flying to Hawaii. I would. I, it's Hawaii. Like if you like, here's here's the thing. I talked about this on the uh, TikTok. It's more of a player thing. It's not a media grab, but you're being like, well, the, they don't know. They don't need to do this. But also, if you watch the Pro Bowl, and don't say me why I watch it. No, because you didn't. They looked happy. They weren't thrilled and like, oh my gosh, it's best. Like, they looked have fun. They were competing. They were smiling. That's all that mattered. You know? Yeah. yeah. They, NFL they doesn't it. need more money about because they barely promoted the thing. The only reason I knew it was on is because every Sunday between the Super Bowl and the AFC and NFC Championship, there's a Pro Bowl. Yeah. Well, another year of the Pro Bowl come and gone. I'm happy I did not have to watch it. Also, one last coach update. I did not write this down, but we're, I'm not going to spend much time on it. The Browns hired Ken Dorsey as their new offensive coordinator. Ken Dorsey was the previous offensive coordinator. For the Buffalo Bills, I don't think it means too much just because Kevin Stefanski, I think, calls plays too. So I don't think it's going to mean too much, but a little update there for you all. But that's going to do it for the NFL. I don't think there was anything else big for the NFL that's worth talking about. So next league, the NBA, the All-Star break is just around the corner. It is coming up very soon. So they announced... The All-Stars, I'm pulling it up as we speak. They announced the starters a while back, and they recently announced the reserves. So, for the West, the starting five is Luka Doncic, who had 73 points the other week, Kevin Durant, Shai Gilgis-Alexander, LeBron James, and Nikola Jokic. So, that's the starting five for the West. Starting five for the East, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, who will probably not play because he is hurt, Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard, and Jason Tatum. You're Jason Tatum for good old Celtics. So those are the starting five. And then some other notable guys on the reserve. Uh, Jalen Brunson on the East, very good player. Tyrese Maxey 
Uh, 51 points the other day. Donovan Mitchell, Julius Randle, Jalen Brown on the Celtics. And there's a couple others, too. On the West, Steph Curry. I love Steph Curry. He had 60 points in the loss. We'll get to that in a bit. Devin Booker, Anthony Davis, Anthony Edwards, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Carl Anthony Towns. And one of the snubs people were saying was DeMonte Sabonis was not picked. And he's a very good player, center for the Sacramento Kings. And I guess he was a snub for the all-star roster. But I believe they have changed the rules for the all-star game. So it's a little bit more competitive in more recent years. Are you going to watch the all-star game when it happens? It's February 18th, so we might talk about it for another week. But do you plan on watching the all-star game? Probably because we'll probably talk about it on the podcast, and that's the week after the Super Bowl when there's nothing on. So I'll probably watch it. Yeah, I probably will too. I'll I'll watch it, the three point confrontation between Steph and what's her name, Sabrina. Sabrina. Uh, I'll yeah. watch uh, the slam dunk competition. That's always a good one, and then the three point challenge. Um. I will say, though, I have a question for you before we get into standings real quick as we hit into the All-Star break. Do you know how there's the uh, rule about uh, the NBA where you can't – to what MVP? You have to play like 65 games, like a certain amount of time. Yeah. Uh, What's your thoughts on it? So it's a very heated discussion right now, and because Drell Embiid, some people are saying that he was playing through an injury – to get past those 65 games. Uh, I think the biggest thing is that in some players' contracts, like they have to be all NBA, they have to win MVP or stuff like that. Like there's certain incentives in their contract. And to be on all NBA as well, you have to play at least 65 games. So I like the rule. I like the rule that you have to play 65 games at least because it essentially... If you want to be an MVP player, it assem- it essentially takes away rest days for these stars. And rightfully so. Because let's just say, big Warriors guy. I get to fly out to California to see the Warriors play. I got tickets for one day, and I fly out to California, and I get to see the Warriors. But when I go there, just as the game's going to start soon, it is revealed that Steph Curry is taking a rest day, a vet day or whatever. And I miss seeing Steph Curry. Yeah. And I put all, I'd be pissed. And that happens back when they would do load management. So essentially getting rid of this, if you want to be an MVP, you can't just sit games just for load management. That's gone now for MVPs. And it's a great role. My next question. Joel Joel Embiid. Is that how you say his name? He's hurt. Yes. What about if you're hurt? So if you're hurt and you don't play the 65 games, then you shouldn't be the MVP because there were other players that played more than you and they deserve it more. The best trade I think you can have as a player is being available. I mean, I ran cross country and track and there were some of our top runners who just weren't available and they weren't really helping the team. So, like, yes, they're our best runner, but if they're not running 
or running in the meet, are are they the MVP of our team? No. Like, they might be the best player, but they're not the MVP. So if you can't play the 65 games, but somebody else did, that other person is more deserving. So I think it's a great rule. I think it is a great rule that they added. So I commend the NBA for doing that. A little controversial, but I I think it's a good rule. I So I was torn about this. But think about it this way, right? I think this is a great rule because, like you said, you have to play the whole time. This isn't a game where you said, I feel like there should be a little bit different if you got hurt. Like, let's say Joel Embiid indeed gets hurt for, like, three games and he's going to miss his cut, but he's played every single game. Like, if he was on pace to get it and you, he would only play a certain amount of time. Do you get my point? Like, he was on pace to get it. He got hurt and – with him being hurt for three weeks because he has to get surgery, we'll say, or something, he won't be on pace after to win. Then I'll be like, okay, I feel like there should be like a little bit lenient on the injury rule. Like if you get surgery or if like the medical team says, hey, you can't play. Like you saying like, oh, my chest hurts. My, like my arm hurts. Like unless you go to the medical team and says, oh, yeah, you like your arms like sore. Like you should rest it for three days or something. And it's cleared yeah. by the medical team. I think that's different. Yeah, I think, but it's just but here's my here's my I, thing though. Okay, here's yeah, my finish thing. your thought. It shouldn't like here's the thing. I was thinking about this too. This is a rule that should be in the NFL for every award. Yeah, because like I'm not saying like be because like if you think about it this way with certain things like comeback player of the year, like. If DeMar wanted to win coming back later the year with the role in place, he would have to play a lot more. Or same thing with, like, I don't, like, I feel like the NFL makes more sense. But also, with the NFL, it's a little different because there's 18 games. You have 17 games, sorry, a season. And if you get hurt halfway through the season, you're 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 a loss. You're not winning comeback player of the year. You're not winning MVP. Like, you're not coming back unless if you're out for a week. It's not happening. Um, but I kind of like the rule. I, because here's the thing. I get why people are saying this is a stupid rule, blah, 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 blah. But also you're signed a contract to play basketball and how many games are our season play all the games or play majority of the games to get that MVP. Don't be like, Oh, like uh, my arm hurts. Like, no, you, you're, you're getting paid millions of dollars to sit on a bench, you know? Yeah, I'm getting yeah. paid less dollars to go dig a hole. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I get the point. I get the point. And at least for the NFL, I would say this with the NFL, there's no load management. I would say in the NFL, so I don't think they'll ever have to have that problem because in the NFL players don't just sit just because they might not be fully 100. percent They'll usually play through it. Except if it's like you have the one seed locked up and you're resting starters. That's like the only case of it. But I don't think the NFL is a load management problem. I think the NBA has a huge load management problem. Even then, like the NBA had load load management. That's why I respect the NHL a lot more because even the older players don't just rest games. So that's why I always respect the NHL players a lot more. But just my final thought with Embiid before we move on. Uh if he there is 
a lot of talented players in the NBA. Yes, Embiid, his scoring has been insane. He had 70 points the other game. But there are a lot of great players. There are a lot of deserving players. And if there are players that play more games than Embiid, if Embiid only plays 64 or 63, and let's say Jokic plays 78, give it to Jokic because he played more. He was available more. And if you don't make the cut, you don't make the cut. I will just say I do feel bad for some players like Tyrese Halliburton who have incentives in their contract for making like all NBA stuff like that. I think that will probably have to be looked at like for people missing out on millions of dollars. If they don't hit the 65 mark, I think that could be a problem, but for MVP, I like the rule at least just for MVP. Maybe all NBA should be different, but last thing with the NBA standing update. So, your Boston Celtics are at the top of the Eastern Conference, 38-12. and 12. They are on a one-game winning streak as we speak. So they are on top. Milwaukee, one-game losing streak. But 33-17, and 17, the Cavaliers are on a five-game winning streak. I believe it's the biggest winning streak in the NBA right now. It is. And the Cavaliers are 31-16. and 16. So great job by them. Donovan Mitchell, big player for them. New York Knicks, their huge winning streak was just snapped, I believe, by the Lakers. They are now 32-18. and 18. Sixers are 30-18, and 18, but they will be losing Embiid. Pacers, 28-23. and 23. They got Halliburton back. Jordan's Miami Heat, shout out to Jordan Schiller. They are 26-24 and 24 right now. Uh, Detroit Pistons, we're watching them as always. They are 6-43. and 6-43. They're on a three-game losing streak. So, not good. Not good. On the Western Conference, the Oklahoma City Thunder, 35-15. and 15. They are at the top of the West three-game winning streak. The Timberwolves are right behind them with the exact same record. Clippers, one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now. It is all starting to click with Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russell Westbrook. They are 33-15. and 15. Denver Nuggets right behind them. My Golden State Warriors are just outside of the bubble right now. Just outside of the bubble. And they are playing right now as we speak. They are, I, I do not know the score right now. I'm pulling it up. But my Warriors, they are currently down one point against the Brooklyn Nets right now. It's only in the third, though. So I hope my Warriors win. But Los Angeles Lakers, they are in the they're in the bubble. I would say 26-25, Dallas Mavericks 26-23. So my Warriors, they still have a shot. And the team with the biggest losing streak right now, the Charlotte Hornets, they are 10-38 and with a seven-game losing streak right now. So they got the biggest losing streak in the NBA. Some action happening on the day you're listening to this on the podcast format. Pacers-Rockets play. Mavericks and Nets play on primetime, 7.30 on TNT. So that'll be a good game there. The other primetime game is the Bucks and the Suns at 10 p.m. on TNT. So that will be the big primetime game you can watch. Grizzlies and Knicks play each other. Magic and Heat. Uh, Timberwolves, Bulls, Thunder, and Jazz. So that is the slate for Tuesday for the people watching us on YouTube some games that are happening. Warriors and 76ers are in the primetime slot. Oh, that's going to be a good game. I will be watching no matter what. Steph Curry, let's go.
And then the other primetime slot at 10 p.m. will be the Pelicans and Clippers. But any thoughts, NBA, from you, Carlin, before no. we move on? You won't really get more thoughts from me of the NBA until we hit postseason because I'll, I'll actually be more interested. It's so hard to watch where we live for NBA because we have no NBA team here. Okay, here's my question, though, real quick. If Adam Silver said, hey, we're putting an NBA team in Pittsburgh, would you still be a Warriors yeah. fan or, or would you be a Pittsburgh fan? Or I both? wouldn't jump off the Warriors bandwagon. I would still support them, maybe not as much as the Pittsburgh team. But I would I would always like them. I think I think I've entered the fan base too much in a way. Like I follow fan accounts and all that. So I don't think I could ever hate the Warriors ever again. Unless they I, like really break my heart one day. But I think that's the same way with the Celtics for me. Yeah. I agree. So. It it would be hard for me to break away completely from the Warriors. I'd always root for them. But if we got a Pittsburgh team, which will never happen, I would easily root for them. But moving on to the next league that we got, I believe it will be the final league we talk about in particular. I just lost a list of topics. The NHL, the All-Star break happened, and I did not watch it. In fact, I was <coughs> unable to watch any of it, unfortunately. I, I knew it was on. I didn't know when it was on. NHL really lacks in the marketing perspective, but it happened. There were skills. I honestly, God, the NHL's marketing, it's always lacked. The only thing that I've known from this game is that Justin Bieber was there and Tate McRae performed. Tate McRae. Yep. Tate McRae was there too. Tate McRae, actually, her first overall pick was Cindy Crosby. Legend right there. Love you, Tate McRae, for that. Um, I've never listened to any of Tate McRae's music, but everyone thrives about her, apparently. Um, and her performance was pretty songs. good. Yeah, one of her songs, you've probably heard it before, like her main one. I didn't it's really X's. know who she was either. But I know I know the songs. I just haven't like listened to an album or anything. But she did perform. Uh, she's actually apparently dating uh, Killer Roy. Did you hear that? There's like a video of them walking out holding hands. Yeah, you told me now. Um, but yeah, the NHL All Star. Who won? So it was. <laughs> who here's won? the thing. Let me just say this with the NHL. In the other, in the other leagues like the NBA and the NFL, normally on their Instagram they will pin like some good information. Like I, when I read off the NBA All Stars, it was pinned at the top of the NBA's Instagram page. The only thing that's pinned on the top of the NHLs is the celebrities that showed up at the all-star game and something about the Olympics in the NHL. So NHL players are actually allowed to perf- to play in the Olympics starting in 2026. So that's some other news, but that's the only thing that's pinned for the NHL. There's nothing else. So essentially it seems like it was like the players had their own teams. Like it was a draft in a way. So it was Team Matthews beat Team McDavid by a score of seven to four to win the All Star Games because they normally play in like like four teams or something like that. So Austin Matthews was the MVP of the All Star Game. So he was the 2024 NHL All Star Most Valuable Player. So yeah, Team Matthews won. 
they don't go by division anymore. So I don't know what else happened. Who who is T Matthews? What celebrity? I I don't even know. They're not even in the picture. Uh, is it Austin Matthews? I mean, he's the captain. Oh, Austin Matthews won. So it was Team Justin Bieber. It was Justin Bieber the captain? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because uh, it's it, the team name is Team Matthews. So yeah, at least there's picks- yeah. There's like a celebrity captain. But they they did team. a horrible job. They didn't tell you who won or anything. They like Team Matthews won. Where yeah, but where on Instagram can you see that? I had to scroll down. <laughs> I had My to scroll point down is a lot. is here's the thing though with the All Star game real quick. This shouldn't be the week as the Pro Bowl. This mm. should be like a separate week. Or could happen but, I mean, who was real? Who was really watching the Pro Bowl either? Let's be real. Nobody was watching either. Probably. I so. I don't know. It, it's just like eh, the All Star All Star games don't do anything for me. When I was little, they do. But like the only one I actually really care about now is the MLB because MLB is entertaining for All Star, like yeah. the home run derby and stuff. The game itself is okay, but like, yeah. Also, uh, I'm just scrolling through. NHL's Instagram. ESPN actually posted this too. Big surprise there. Connor McDavid won the skills competition. So he was the winner. And he won a million dollars for winning this too. Big incentive. Honestly, that's good. That's actually one good thing that you could do during these all-star breaks. Like incentive. Like give them incentives to do it. Because Connor McDavid, for being like one of the best players, only makes like 12 million a year. So that is a very... Very good reward for him. Only, so, yeah, he won the fastest skater. Uh, was, there was like a shooting contest that he did too. So he won that. And I'm looking at what else obstacle course he won. Uh, I don't know what else he won in there. William Nylander won the one-on-one competition, and Connor McDavid won the accuracy shooting competition. Uh, stick handling. Connor McDavid won that. I found all of the. Oh, I found all the competitions here. Hardest shot went to Kale McCarr. He won that. Elise Pedersen won the passing challenge. One timers went to Nathan McKinnon. Fastest skater Connor McDavid. And bro, there used to be like a goalie challenge. Where's the goalie challenge at? God, th- those are the best. The best challenge was the goalie challenge. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that. I can't find a winner for the goalie challenge. That's depressing. Very depressing. But, yeah, the NHL All-Star break ended right now. Some games that are happening. Uh, Avalanche and Rangers are playing. Tied 1-1 as we speak. Islanders, Maple Leafs. Islanders are up 2-1. On the day you are listening to this, the Penguins play. Penguins play. 7 p.m. Jets versus Penguins. Going to be a good one, potentially. Game is in Pittsburgh. Penguins are 22, 17, and 7. And just recently, last thing I'll say before we move on, they have signed a new player. Yes, they have signed a new player. Jesse. Oh, I can't pronounce his yeah, last pronounce name. It. Juvari. I yeah, I can pronounce Jesse it. Jesse Poljuvari. Juvar V, I would say. Weird name, but I do know this player. So I do know this player, so I could speak a little bit. He was with the Oilers. He was an early draft pick, too. He was with the Oilers. Had great potential. He had really great potential and was actually playing well for the Oilers. But then he really just fell off for them. 
out of nowhere, really. He just fell off for them, and he's been on a couple teams since. So now he's with the Penguins. He's very young. He's, I believe he's 24. So he's got potential. He's got potential. If the Penguins can make him an effective bottom six winger, I think it's a W. His highest potential, I would say he could maybe be on the second line if he can get back to his Oiler days. But at worst, he's a third or fourth stringer and or fourth liner. So not a bad hire for the Penguins. Not a bad hire, and they're going to need all the help they can get. But there'll be more hockey talk soon when actual games happen. But any final thoughts, NHL, for you? Nope. All right, moving on. And this, oh, man, this dominated the weekend in the whole sport. And this really went into the sports world because this is a story in the sports entertainment world. But you know, it was it was bleeding into the sports world. You know, it's a big story when I get involved with WWE. Yeah, exactly. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about I The am. Rock facing Roman Reigns, taking Cody uh, Johnson. It's like, no, not Cody Johnson. Cody oh Jones. My God. Oh, my Cody God. Jones. Yep. You're you. Mute What's your it? Wait, mic. Co- Cody your Rhodes. Mic. Cody Rhodes. Oh, my gosh. Mute I know your mic. But you t- your mic. I am going to shut up. I'm going to let John rant because I know he wants yes. to rant. And then I'm going to give my thoughts as a non-WWE fan whose TikTok is now filled with WWE. <laughs> Perfect. So, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Yes, Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. So he has been in WWE for a little over two years now since coming back to WWE, I would say. And he just won the Royal Rumble about a week ago. And winning the Royal Rumble gives you the main event of WrestleMania. Quick, quick, and, quick, quick question. Okay. I, yeah. I meant to ask you this off camera, but I didn't. Is it is the Royal Rumble where it starts off like two people start fighting one another and then it's, like every 30 seconds someone joins in? It's every 90 seconds, yeah. Like somebody so new comes in. Yeah, somebody joins yeah. in and then they get DKO'd, they're thrown out, and then it keeps going. So, so there could be like seven people in the ring. At once. Yeah, there could be like 15 people in the ring. It's essentially if you go over the top rope and your feet hit the floor, you're out. So Okay, cool. So that's how it works. Cody won that. Cody won that. And he won it back-to-back years. So the first year he won that, he challenged Roman Reigns for the title that his father never won. And he lost that match in the main event of WrestleMania. He was kind of screwed by Roman Reigns' family. His bloodline members interfered in that match. So Cody got screwed. So he's been building himself back up over the past year, and he's been on a bunch of side quests. He had to fight Brock Lesnar three times. He fought some other people, and Royal Rumble time came around, and he won again, back-to-back, only the fourth person in history to do that. And last time it happened, it was back in the 1900s. So, pretty obvious, after the match, he was pointing at Roman Reigns, saying, you, I want you, Roman Reigns. He was screaming that at him. Roman Reigns was not happy. So then, Friday Night SmackDown happens, so he's going to make his decision. It's pretty obvious it could be Roman Reigns, but he says, I will not fight you at WrestleMania. And here came The Rock. Here came The Rock. So, for The Rock, I think everybody knows who he is, but he is now a board member of TKO, which is the group that owns both WWE and UFC. So The Rock is a board member 
And The Rock essentially inserted himself into the main event of WrestleMania to fight Roman Reigns, leaving Cody to do something else. Storyline-wise, it makes no sense for Cody Rhodes to give up his opportunity, the chance to win the belt that his father never won. It makes no sense for him to give that up to The Rock. It makes no sense. So people were mad. People were mad. The YouTube video that shows that whole segment on Friday has over 600,000 dislikes. Most disliked video in WWE history as well. So that happened. We Want Cody was trending number one for like the past two days or so. It's been trending on Twitter for like the past, for the whole weekend, I would say. And now mainstream news sources are covering it too. USA Today had a story about Cody Rhodes being snubbed out of the main event. Barstool Sports posted about it. Bleacher Report posted about it. Uh, TMZ had a whole article about it. Not just Rock and Roman Reigns fighting. The whole fact that Cody Rhodes got screwed. And also ESPN just recently had an article about Cody Rhodes getting screwed. And also one of the emails I get from another sports website. They had one about Cody Rhodes getting screwed. So this has bleeded into sports. It has bleeded into the sports world. So Monday Night Raw is happening as we speak. And I was able to watch the first segment. And there might be some hope for Cody Rhodes. There might be some hope. So, almost everybody in the crowd was chanting, we want Cody. And they actually chanted, Rocky sucks in the crowd. They were actually chanting, Rocky sucks. So, the other option for Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, who has the other world title. Seth Rollins wanted an answer. Cody Rhodes did not give him an answer of what he was doing. So, there might be hope. Cody Rhodes might actually change his mind. So, there is hope for us Cody Rhodes believer, but... Carlin, I know you're on the outside. What did you think about all of this? I know you wanted to say something. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Listen, here's the thing, right? I've never watched WWE in my entire life. Did you say John- WVU? No, WWE. Okay. But I know John got mad because I saw the rock is returning and I texted him and he was so mad. I knew he would be so, so mad. mad. I was so mad. So there's hope that Cody's going to still fight. Uh, there's like saying blah, 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 that there's rumors that like, obviously the rock wanted to put himself in. People are saying because of the whole Vince McMahon situation, that that is possibly a distraction to take off of it. Um, there still is hope for Cody. I like, I imagine like there's a triple hitter event at WrestleMania where like all three of them oh, fight in the, the rock. Triple threat match. Yeah, and The Rock and Cody take him down, which I wouldn't mind. Or, like, The Rock helps and helps Cody take him down, uh, takes yeah. Roman down. But here's what I have a feeling. I still have a feeling it's going to be Cody, uh, Roman. And the only reason why I think they're still going to fight is because I think this is a pl- publicity stunt by the WWE. Granted, the WWE is always a publicity stunt with what they do and what they say because it's scripted. But... Look at what happened. Look how much conversation it talked. They're not talking about Vince McMahon. They're not talking about... They're talking crap about the WWE. And people like me are getting interested into it. And I think that was their plan all along. Don't get me wrong. I want to see Rock versus Roman. I think John's going to watch it regardless if they do fight and Cody doesn't take it, I will gladly watch it. But 
I'd rather see Cody win because of how stupid Roman Reigns is with the bloodline and stuff. Like Roman needs to be taken. Yes. And I can't yeah. watch it because it's going to bother me so much because I know it's scripted and they're not going to change it. But at some point, they're going to have to take him down. And I don't think The Rock's the dude to do it. Yeah, Honestly, for someone who does not watch WWE, I do agree with a lot of what you just said. And if I had to make a prediction right now, a prediction of what I think will happen, I think Cody gets added to the match. I think you cannot have Cody like be out of that match. I think it's going to be a triple threat between Roman, The Rock, and Cody Rhodes, with, I think, Cody winning it all, too. So, a big thing, too, with Roman Reigns. So, he has the fourth longest world title reign in the history of WWE. He has held the belt for over 1,200 days. So, over three years. He had it back during the pandemic era of WWE. And... He wins most of his matches by cheating. Normally a family member interferes, so I, I've hated his reign for the past year. So, a little fun fact. The third longest reign of all time is Hulk Hogan. And if Roman Reigns wants to pass him, he would have to go, I believe, throughout all of 2024. So there are rumors that Roman Reigns would retain anyway. Like, if it was Roman versus The Rock, Roman would retain and break Hogan's record. So that's a big storyline happening. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Cody wins here. I think the fans are behind him. And 10 years ago, at WrestleMania 30, very similar incident. Uh, They were going to do Randy Orton versus Batista. I know you know who Randy Orton is. And the fans wanted a third guy, (laughs) Daniel Bryan. And it was so much that they eventually added him. And they made it a triple threat match. And Daniel Bryan won the WWE (laughs) Championship. So. And they and the fans fought for it. And I think the same yep. thing's going to happen yeah. here. I think or you could, you could get a all four match. All four of them go against each other, but the other dude has the other belt. Correct? He has. I, I don't know. The, yeah, what belt yeah. does he have? He has the World Heavyweight Championship. That's a different one. He'll fight in a different match. It was supposed to be Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. I believe you've heard his name before, but CM Punk got injured, so that match got scrapped, and. It was a torn tricep. My I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I saw, I saw your hand there, but yeah, it's. I hope Cody gets it. Maybe it gets revealed during Monday Night Raw. I haven't watched all of it yet, but I'm hoping it happens. But it was a big story over the weekend. It was a huge story, and Cody Rhodes. My final thought before I say the final thing on our list. He has been incredible. He could be the next John Cena. In WWE, he could be the top good guy. He's an excellent talker. He's He stays like 30 minutes after shows to like hang out with fans and take pictures and autographs. He's incredible. I love the man. And I hope he gets his moment. I hope he finishes his story, which is what hope, all the fans I hope you're able to come do. for a Friday Night Smackdown. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Because if that actually does happen in April, I will come home to see that. And I will I be will. going to my first WWE event. If that happens, we could plan. We'll look into that. But definitely get in. If you're listening and you don't watch WWE, it, this is the time of year. If you ever do want to get into it, this would be the time of year to start because this is WrestleMania season. So, And also, too, uh, this Thursday, the Ro- there's going to be a press conference. The Rock's going to be there. Roman's going to be there. Cody's going to be there. So there might be more answers for that whole situation on Thursday. So stay tuned. Final thing we're going to talk about. 
WV Sports. I went to a game for WV Sports. <laughs> Men's basketball happened on Saturday. They played ranked BYU, the men's basketball team, and they lost. This was actually an exciting game, and most games aren't exciting. This one was, and there were a lot of glimmers of hope, but then BYU just ran away. They're ranked number 22. They won 86-73. to 73. I was depressed after, but the men's team is not good. They are so inconsistent. They could beat number three Kansas and then lose these games. But the women's team, they're actually ranked number two in number 22 in the nation and they play texas tech today as this comes out so i'll be probably watching that if i have the chance to so little shout out to the wvu teams but any final thoughts from you carlin as we hit the hour mark of this episode any final thoughts in the sports world uh no we just have the super bowl this week we do we do have the super bowl and speaking of the super bowl we are going to be having a preview episode later this week on the Super Bowl. So definitely stay tuned for that episode. We will give we will tell you everything you need to know about the Super Bowl, what's happening, and also who we think will win that game. That will drop later in the week. What I think will drop tomorrow, we are going to look back at our old predictions. We are going to look back at what we said <laughs> during the preseason. Where yeah, we were right, fun. where we were wrong. It's going to be a very funny episode, I think, just seeing where we were wrong. And maybe if we got something right, we will look back at all of it tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. It will drop probably on Wednesday. So stay tuned and for that episode. It'll be a fun one. Beyond the Dome. We're yes. doing a Drake review this week. Which, speaking of which, did you see what I sent you on Instagram? You, I did, but I barely looked at it, so... Explain. Little Dirk is joining Drake on tour. Little Dirk with J Cole and oh. Drake, obviously. So we will be seeing Little Dirk. Lil, little, little, little. Little Dirk will be Lil. there. Uh, but we, little, yeah, L I L. Little Dirk is going to be there. It's going to be a good time. Um, so make sure you stay tuned for that review and any other things that happens. And. By the way, real quick, we have a TikTok for Beyond the Dome now. So make sure you go over there, follow it. Uh, we talk all things music, movie, pop culture related. Um, more like in the media world, not like what's going on in the world. We're not going that deep. Yeah. But we're not going to things media either. No, all <laughs> things media. All things media wise yeah. that with like music, movies, TV shows. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, and I think that's it. We got Super Bowl week, dude. It's going to be a great yeah. time. Oh, it's going to be great. I can't wait. And we'll have content next week regarding the Super Bowl. So stay tuned for the next two episodes for Inside the Dome. Stay tuned for the Drake episode for Beyond the Dome. I got one more album to listen to before I'm ready for that episode. So I'm excited for that. Might be another one on Beyond the Dome. So stay tuned as well. But make sure to follow our social medias. As always, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, which just will drop on Wednesday on YouTube. And TikTok, like Carlin said, make sure to follow the Beyond the Dome TikTok and also the Inside the Dome TikTok. Carlin just had another TikTok blow up a little bit. Nice <laughs> TikTok that happened. 900 likes. Like and we have a 2,000 plus view one. We do. So definitely follow the Inside the Dome TikTok as well. You can find all of those social media platforms and all of our podcast platforms in our link in bio. I just updated it. It's our link tree. 
So it's very easy to figure out where everything is. So check out our link tree and our link in bio. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Overcast, go to the podcast website and click the link in bio there. But other than that, in the sports world, it is going to be a very fun week. I can't wait for the next two episodes, and I cannot wait for the Super Bowl. But with Carlin Jacob, I am John Dodaro. Have a great day, everybody, and see you next time on Inside the Dome.